you forget who you're talking to? I am the Lord of the Dead! <laughs> no wonder no one wants to die. Welcome back, everybody, to Kingdom Hearts by Hearts, where today we will be discussing not Winnie the Pooh, because we will very briefly, because we have a quick, quick little detour before we get to our actual world discussion, which is, of course, the Olympus Coliseum, uh, much like how we like to take real-life detours in the podcast. Uh, things like the Disney Corner, which we'll also have a have a quick little brief one, because someone had to play catch up after what is it? Almost 25 episodes. Hmm? This, it, this is 33, so what? Awakening Ti, yeah, like probably 30, 28 episodes, I would imagine. <laughs> yeah, no, you uh. You've had that item in your inbox for, for quite a while, so let's go ahead and cross that off the list. It's the item so. that I picked up at the end of the tutorial of the game, but they said this is a very important item, so you only use it in emergency, and now I'm pulling it out right just, just before the final boss. Mm-hmm. Basically, yeah. Well, yeah, well, yeah I, know, I remember I started with Aladdin, because I uh, am low-hanging fruit, what can I say? So, I finally watched Hercules. Well, I finally rewatched Yay. Hercules. Woohoo. Nice. Alright, well, before we get into it, uh should introduce ourselves. I'm Kevin. I am prompt and I follow instructions. I am Marshall and I think that instructions are kind of uh, loose guidelines to life. What can I say? Hmm. Alrighty, so I'll just let you take it, because my thoughts on Hercule has already been stated. But, uh, yeah, you just, you had a quick little rewatch, so what did you think? Hercules good. That's, I feel like most of these movies, I feel, I don't know, maybe it's the, the past few we've watched, but I just kind of feel like they're in the, they're in the same grade, I would say. So I feel like... <sighs> yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm, I'm comparing everything to, like, the end of Cage 1, which was Peter Pan, which was... <laughs> in, in our opinion. <laughs> but, like, Mulan, Beauty and the Beast, Hercules. Mind you, I guess these are all things from the 90s as well, so... Yeah, exactly. Next, I think next week will be a real kick in the teeth. Uh, for better and for worse, we'll find out. But Yeah, I'm not sure how to do that, but we'll, we'll, we'll get to it when we get to it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, what, yeah, well, but yeah, Hercules is really good. I again have not seen it in many, many years. I would, I would say ten plus years, mm. basically. Um, I enjoyed it. I like, like Beauty and the Beast of Mulan. I remember the beginning, middle, and ends, but nothing in between. So uh, Hercules was definitely like, oh, this, this happened, huh? Oh, well, uh, alrighty. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I probably mentioned it in my review, but yeah, Hercules is another one where it really whizzes on by, where yeah, like, those quick little cutscenes, like the little tape uh, between all the, the major story beats are like all... Yeah, so... Yeah, I they just kind of whiz by. 
Exactly. I felt like, well, for one, I mean, that's the double-edged sword of this sort of storytelling where we're doing it. This is important. We're going to skip this. This is important. Is, I mean, yes, you are trimming the fat and kind of going to where you're going to where the story needs to be at. But also, if you do it frequently enough or for long periods of time, you can feel like, oh, well, this is just the highlight reel of the movie called Hercules. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, much like how Mulan has the 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 training montage, uh, Hercules, pretty much that whole um, zero to hero section covers over what I imagine could have been. You know, a pretty decent chunk of the movie of showing him, like, actually rising to fame. Because, like, I think, from what I recall, and granted I haven't watched since our episode, I think, like, pretty much right after that is when, you know, Hades starts hatching his little skeevy schemey. so. Mm-hmm. Exactly. So, it's kind of weird, because I'm thinking of... Well, you mentioned Mulan. I mean, her, Zero to Hero is exactly a one-to-one for I'll Make a Man Unto You. But we literally see mm-hmm. the overarching story of Hercules' life. Like, there is baby, there is t- <laughs> adult, because... He baby. I, I imagine the, like, Hercules, you have to find your real dad to get him to train Phil is, like, probably I a hope you max. find your dad. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but yeah, there's... Yeah, it, no. is, it is the highlight reel of Hercules' life. But I, I remember the centaur fight. I, uh, the games don't really cover yep. Meg's motive motivation. So I was, I was trying to remember. I was looking yeah. out for like, why is Meg working with Hades? Yada yada yada. And it's it's a very small exposition dump. Don't worry. But uh, yeah, I was kind of like, and so here's here's what I realized watching Hercules for the first time in a while is that. KH, the the appearances that, the important appearances, cough, cough, forget Chain of Memories, of the Olympus Coliseum draw from different parts of the film, but yeah, totally. I was thinking and comparing the two, uh, I mean, we mentioned that going into KH2, the formula is like, the movie, but the boys are here. This one kind of is and isn't. It's kind of a weird section of Hercules, almost like cut out and put to the side. Mm-hmm. And there are some familiar elements. Yeah, it's. But it's not a one-to-one. It's one like one they took the Hercules the puzzle. Yeah. Yeah, they dumped out the puzzle and then they scrambled it all up and then they like reassembled it. So you get this like weird jumping back and forth and back and forth, like with the game story, like lining up to the movie story. It's. Exactly. Yeah. Bits and pieces are one, scattered throughout well, each game. Well, one is mostly original um, ideas for the worlds. Two yeah. isn't even like a specific section, but it draws from like the first half of mm-hmm. the movie. And then Birth by Sleep is kind of Herc's training. And well, for this visit anyway. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, here, yes, I guess here's the thing. That draws from the, from the first part of the, or I would say, mm, the end of Act 1, I would call it. But then the mm-hmm. second visit draws from the end of the movie, essentially. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it's all over the place. It was very interesting, you know, because we think like, oh, it's it's the it's basically the movie or parts of parts that have been seen in film or TV series, but just 
our boys are here. So the fact that Olympus mm-hmm. is a little bit different kind of like stuck out to me. Well, yeah, because like, I mean, the world is pretty much just the underworld. Like you get two rooms, I guess three of the actual Coliseum. But I mean, it might as well just be called the underworld. But that plays a very exactly. small role in the movie. Like it probably has. Exactly. Aside like, from they're... like. Hades scenes in his lair and like talking to the fates like I guess like scenes of Hercules in the underworld are like very much few and far between like it's not until like the very end yeah Yeah, so you don't see a whole lot of it so there's not a lot to draw from it's not until the well of souls and I will always refer to a well of souls as a soul nato thank you Mortal Kombat but Mm -hmm. we see Hercules not Hercules we see Hades at his table Standing there, plotting his oppression. And that's really all of the underworld we see in the movie. Whereas, like you just mentioned, all of this yep. visit is going to be... 80, 95% of this visit is going to be underworld. So, kind of funny. Yeah. Uh, and also, and like, uh, I, would, I would say most I Most of the underworld is... It. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Cause but it, yeah, it's interesting because most of the areas, they just have to kind of make up <laughs> um, exactly. there are a few handful of rooms that are like one-to-one but yeah a lot of it's just a generic cave <laughs> so it's an interesting Would one you like this for cave, sure sir? how about this cave <laughs> yeah but so yeah. yeah hercules good um exactly. i figured i could kind of piggyback on it by talking about um what i'm pretty sure is confirmed to be the remake, which is in development. Mm. Um, so I actually think this remake has a lot of potential because Hercules, I don't want to say it's mid tier, but like it doesn't have the same emotional attachment as something like an Aladdin or Mulan or certainly a Lion King. So like, yeah, exactly. Like people like it, but it's not like a sacred cow. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So like, there's not much room to mess up, and I feel like, because it's really fun, like, there's just a lot you could do with it, and, like, we're just saying, like, there's more room to actually expand on the story. Yeah. So, I'm actually keeping my eye on this, especially because earlier this week, I don't know, the Google algorithm just starts spying on my habits, obviously, so I started getting these stories about Hercules remake, and I guess this week... Uh, Lizzo did a TikTok addressing mm. fan speculation slash wish list of her playing one of the muses, and I'm just like, well. oh my god, yes, mm. <laughs> that would be so good. <laughs> and then uh, Jennifer Hudson is also she's oh. like campaigning oh. for it oh. because oh. Oh. she actually. She actually played one of the muses in, I don't want to say Broadway show, because I don't think Hercules was ever officially on Broadway, but, like, a live performance of it there we go, somewhere. Yeah. Like, she, so she has, like, all the songs memorized and everything. She's done it. So she's, like, just, where do I sign, basically? So, yeah, yeah it could be just a ton of fun from a casting-wise. I think Ariana Grande is trying to get in on it. And I know she, she did, like, a live-action version of... Um, uh, I won't say I'm in love, which I probably said during the last review, but that is one of my favorite Disney songs. Um, so yeah, she could play Meg, maybe. I don't know. I'm just saying. Who would you? Uh, who would you cast for for Himbelies? 
<sighs> Isn't that the million dollar question? Is it Channing Tatum? <laughs> no, no, no. Also, so, here, so here's the thing, and this reminded me of Mulan, it reminded me of Little Mermaid. And this, I mean, when we get to some other Disney Renaissance films, I'll be keeping my eye out on it. I'm paying attention to the age of the cast. Be like, I know. Last week we, mm, we talked about our mm-hmm. confusion between the the beast's flower, the beast's rose will bloom on his twenty first birthday. We were like, is this? Is he just a child? Is he just a child in a man's body? So I've been mm-hmm. kind of like eyeballing the age range of our main protag so far. And Hercules on his eighteenth birthday is when he sets out on his journey to find Daddio and get super buff, so we can imagine. He's the same yeah. age, maybe eighteen twenty by the end of the film. That's kind of given it some lenience. Like he's still, this is literally a man child. So like, yep. I don't know. I don't imagine. Uh, yeah. They they had, they had less to do back unknown. then. They just they were able to get their foot in the door much quicker. I think Bell's like around the same age, maybe like. In the late teens, so, and I imagine Mulan may be the same thing, maybe a little bit older, but not by very much, so. I don't know, that's just kind of where my mm. uh, my eyes are drawn to, so. Keep, keep my little tabs yeah, We will see. Mm. But yeah, but yes. that's actually one that I would be interested in seeing how it develops, but um... Yeah, why don't we why don't we jump on in to a quick detour? Mm-hmm. Uh, so uh, when we finished um, Beast Castle last week, we had to sort of cut ourselves off because the game is just immediately like, "Oh, you finished that? Well, it's time for this!" <laughs> so some mysterious force pulls the gummy ship toward Hollow Bastion. And it's not stopping. Surprise. It's not stopping. It's not breaking. We're gonna crash. <laughs> yeah, it's a Merlin subplot. Yay! Everyone's made it. And then he traps you in his creepy old house, and you can't escape even if you try to use the save point. So it's it's great. <laughs> Game says, "Hey, you have to do this," and it'll always happen yeah. after you be complete Beast Castle. Uh, I think it's just the first two worlds. So technically. You could do, like, Land of Yeah, Dragons I was going to say, it might just be, Olympus. yeah, the second world. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, so what's what's the old geezer up to? Why is he ringing us at this hour? It's time to see everybody's favorite cuddly buddy stuffed with fluff. <laughs> it's Pooh Bear! Well, more so, Merlin has found the Hundred Acre Wood book, and he's like... When I opened it, those damn heartless popped out of nowhere. And then Jack, they stole all my money. But he's found the Hundred Acre Wood book, and he knows that... Literally, he's the one that introduced Sora to the book. And he knows that Sora has a very close tie to Pooh Bear. So he's like, hey, this is this... You know, you know Pooh Bear. This is this is book. But also, there's a... Mm-hmm. Uh, I think literally he gives... He's like, oh, wait, like, Leon and the others should be here for this moment let me go find them and he poofs away and Sora's like hey Dom wouldn't it be cool if you just open this book and let me in and Goofy's like I don't think that's such a good idea Sora's like what the hell do you know Goofy the voice of reason yeah it really annoys me how 
Sora acts during all this, um, which is a grand departure from how he is in the rest of the game. But, um, yeah, he's, like, acting like he's, like, in a class, and he's, like, playing hooky, basically. He's like, <laughs> let's go do it. Let's let's go visit the tiny, adorable bear. Ooh, I'm so bad. <laughs> huh. And then, I... yeah, when you, when you, uh, do, uh, go into the book, the cutscene, he's, like, or, yeah, Goofy tries to stop him, he's just like, Sora! And Goofy, cover or, Sora's like, cover for me, okay? And it's like, what does that mean? What do you mean cover for you? Like, it's clear, it's very obvious you just went into the book. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. Like, I, there's I, no hiding it. I, yeah, well, I guess, like, Merlin is very much like, ever. we should wait until the entire gang's here, because, one, I found this book and the heartless were all over me! And, like, too, like, I don't know. They're just like, this is a... Well, here's the thing. Sora's the only one really has an attachment to Pooh Bear. No one no one else does. Not even Donald or Goofy, really. So, I don't see why everybody has to be here, but... Yeah, like, why would Leon care that you found the old book that he gave away? Like, he got rid of it in the first place. He, yeah. like, gave it to you. Like, <laughs> What was it? He gave it to Sid. Um, Sid repaired it. Sora... You bring it back to Merlin's house in Traverse Town, so... I guess he does care about the mm-hmm. book to a degree, but... Mm, that's not... Neither here nor there, Yeah, I mean, but... the way they talk about it is so weird, because first of all, it's like, well, why did Merlin lose possession of it in the first place? Like, last time we checked, it was with you, brah. Like, you're gonna get exactly. some, some serious... Well, when Traverse Town... Some serious decided. late fees <laughs> if you... <laughs> Don't get it back. <laughs> well, when Traverse Town disappears into the ether, sometimes you can't really recover some stuff. Because I feel like dur- I feel like during our either. Yeah, but our... why would he just let it go? <laughs> <laughs> well, also Merlin magically puts everything into a bag, so he might have he might have put Pooh Bear in the bottom of the bag when he was moving, and he's finally six months later. He's like, "Oh damn, I didn't unpack all my stuff. Let me." Unpack this yeah, bag. Really. And, oh, look! Here's the Pooh Bear book. Wow. Yeah. So he specifically says, "I found this in the Zero District," and no mention of that ever again. Correct. So like, what the hell is the Zero District? We've we've been to. The <laughs> and why are you talking about it like it's something we know? We've been. To, we, we will <laughs> yeah. go to the Hallbashian Castle grounds at some point. We've been to the Bailey, but yeah, no, no mention. I'm trying to think of. Other instances of Hollow Bastion, I don't think the Zero District ever pops up. But, I mean, I always just assumed it was like some sort of extension of Traverse Town, because like First District, Second District, Third District, Zero District, which mm. might lend credence to what you were just saying about how when Traverse Town vanishes, maybe yeah. it creates some sort of Zero District? <laughs> Perhaps. Because I think Traverse oh, Town. When no one really needs a place to go, a.k.a. at the end of Kingdom Hearts 1, when the worlds are restored and people go back to where the hell they're from, Trevor sounds like, my job, my time has come, and just, out of existence, basically. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, per- perhaps so, Merlin yeah. had to evacuate rapidly, and then we lost the fairy godmother, R.I.P., but god dang it, is that man gonna find Pooh Bear in his magical book? <laughs> Yep. So we got the crummy book back, and then we go inside, and now it's a pop-up book. Yay! And we visit Pooh, and yeah, really not much to talk about here. I don't want to get 
two and it's a hundred acre wood because <laughs> we're gonna do the same thing we did last time or we're just gonna do it all in one episode. Exactly. Um but yeah, Sword tries to introduce himself and then Whoa Pooh somehow takes control of the Matrix. Yep. He glitched the game. <laughs> and Yeah. And Sora gets yeeted out. But like very specifically like it's like an, a wind animation. Like I feel like yeah. there's like leaves blowing around him. Yeah, which is there's very like strange. a gust of wind that, or almost like a vortex that's like, yeah. "Come here, kid!" And so he's, he's just pushed out of the ed, the entrance, the exit, whatever you prefer to call it. Where literally you walk into Pooh's house. It's very similar to Cage mm-hmm. One for those that don't play Cage Two, but it's the same area. And Sora's just heated yeah. out into the uh, wow. the burrow, whatever they call the the little house of the Restoration Committee exists. And the door's open, mm. and you hear Sora, not Sora, Donald and Goofy screaming in the distance, bloody murder, and Sora's like, maybe, maybe I should go help my friends. Yeah. I love the animation of the Heartless running out and, like, carrying the book, like, guys, I got it! Yeah, the- I got the book! <laughs> There's there is something oddly soothing about it. I, I, can, I can attest to that as well. But also, Let's uh, get out of here. Sora runs. Sora runs out, and Donald and Goofy are like, "Did you bring the book?" And I'm like, "Did you tell me? Book. Did, did you tell me to bring the book?" <laughs> to be fair, our only hit was I Merlin. I thought you was, got it. Merlin opened it, and he was like, "All of a sudden, the hotless were everywhere." But apparently, that's no. not enough of a clue for anybody to be. Let's be honest, to protect the book. Yeah. So yeah, they make yep. off with the book. So you get a quick little fight. Some heartless, you beat him yep. up, and then oh, better check in on Pooh. Except now the cover's all scratched up, so not looking too good. This is a priceless so artifact, Sora. Sora. What the hell? Yeah, so he goes back in, and surprise, surprise, Pooh's lost his memories. I wonder what the plot of this world's gonna be. Hey, he <sighs> Pooh Bear, unfortunately, went into chain of memories, and he'll never be the mm-hmm. same. Sad. Yeah, like, <laughs> I'm so glad we're revisiting Amnesia. Woo! Um, so this is another one of those cutscenes I keep referencing that was in that MTV promo thing mm-hmm. where he's like, something very odd is going on here. Yep. I better ask Merlin about this. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, And uh, Yeah, I remember, I think that may have been like the first line I heard from Haley Joel Osment's grown up Sora, and I remember being very <gasps> off. Like, I found it off-putting. <laughs> mm-hmm. oh, yeah. So, there you have it, people. We needed some way to cram torn pages back into the game. Whoa! So, we hit reset on Pooh, and go find them now. <laughs> exactly. Though, but, this time, thank God, they will be much... I mean, mind you, they're not a huge pain in the ass in Kingdom Hearts 1, but you could miss... Yeah. One or two here and there. Now they're literally in these big ass chests that we've been talking about. So Yeah, they're very hard to miss. Oh, I think there's one that's only sort of out of the way, but not really. Mm-hmm. You might be thinking of the same one I am right now. Yeah, I, uh... mm-hmm. But they're mostly gonna be pretty obvious. If you like treasure, and boy oh boy, do yeah. I like treasure. Uh, and also the journal gives you a handy dandy uh here's how much treasures in the world, you you dumb child. Icon yeah. on the map, or in the journal itself. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, for your troubles, Merlin gives you a sweet chain necklace. <laughs> for for betraying him and not doing what he asks you to do, you get rewarded! 
Yeah. <laughs> so you get a baseball charm, which is this version, or this game's version of summons, which yep. it's interesting to me how across the three main games, like, the whole concept of summons changes each time. So obviously there's no summon gems because everyone's back to the world, but now it's just like, uh, I don't know, you get a little charm. Whatever. Yeah. <laughs> These charms that are... Hmm... They're, again, they're not explained like they are in KH1. They, you, you just acquire them. There are... One at least is a character... No, two at least are characters will come across. Kind of similar to how, like, mm-hmm. a genie in KH1, where genie's like, I want to go with you guys for a bit, and so you just summon genie. Um, but some are yep. characters who, whose worlds we don't go to, and then some are worlds that we've been to, and then there's worlds that we go to in other titles... Uh, yeah, mm-hmm. they, but yeah, we we kind of pull from a few different places here. It's not really super consistent, yeah. but uh. <laughs> so the first one is good old Chicken Little, everyone's favorite Disney character. <laughs> oh my goodness! This the fact that this man made it into Kingdom Hearts two is mm-hmm. hilarious. So he was added specifically to promote the movie in. Japan. Because Kingdom Hearts 2 came out right around the same time that Chicken Little did. In Japan, anyways. Kingdom Hearts 2. Correct. Yeah, yeah. Japanese release date. The KH2 Japanese release. And then Chicken Little's Japanese theatrical debut were a few months Mm. apart from each other. So they were like, hey, hey, what if you just uh, put Chicken Little in this game? (laughs) Oh. (laughs) Do we have to? (laughs) Yeah, it's interesting. I. I don't know of any other confirmed examples of, like, do this for marketing. You know, it's like how everyone says, like, oh, they only put Fire Emblem characters in Smash, so people will buy Fire Emblem. It's like, well, no, not really. (laughs) But no, this is, like, a very clear-cut, like, yeah, if this movie, if, like, the movie had come out, like, later, like, I don't think Chicken Little would have ever been a a blip on Tetsuya Nomura's radar. (laughs) marketing but yeah that's about yeah. it um yeah so we got summons um we can talk about him a little later because spoiler alert we're gonna go to olympus coliseum and the game is immediately like no <laughs> oh you got the shiny new summon well what if you just uh, use a i'm taking gauge? your drive gauge yeah <laughs> it's like what why what if you just didn't want to have fun i guess to be fair I mean, we're doing it in the correct order of Land of yeah. Dragons and Beast Castle, and then going to Olympus. I was thinking, oh, we you know we could we could be bad boys and go go to Olympus second, but like they should have they should have flipped it so that this came after Olympus Coliseum. I think so. And then after this is Disney Castle, so that way it's like okay, boom, here's one little mini episode. Yeah. Boom, <laughs> here's another mini one in Disney Castle. Let's drag Instead it back of... to Hollow Bastion, which is right next to yeah. Disney Castle. Like, yeah. Yeah. Co- literally, a, a reason to railroad you back. The yeah, and then we'll get into it next week. But the end, like the last cutscene, or I guess the cutscene that plays at the end of Olympus Coliseum, is Maleficent. In Hollow Bastion, so that would have been more natural if we were in Hollow Bastion, yeah. And then we wrapped it up, and then it's like, meanwhile, and villains veil. <laughs> so, just just a little suggestion. Mm-hmm. 
So, but yeah. who are we? Why don't we... Why don't we head on over to the Coliseum, and more specifically, why don't we head on over to the new Gummy Route? So, I will I will give you the space to talk about the Gummy Routes if you find anything interesting. I know this one's this one always stands out a little more than the rest. Uh, it's basically like a big boss battle. Uh, yeah, chat Fan- about it real quick, like Phantom Storm. I will always remember the name of this Gummy Routes just because I don't know. I just always remember the name this gummy route mm. but yes instead of our traditional we're gonna put you on on rails and you're gonna have fun shooting things and seeing the sights and zipping around at the speed of sound the entire boss fight is basically circle cir- the entire boss fight is circulating around a giant gummy pirate ship heartless mm-hmm. pirate ship nobody pirate ship enemy pirate ship why why was this not the Port Royale. <laughs> Gummy Route. <laughs> because we couldn't think, think that far ahead. Come on. We couldn't think literally the next Gummy Route ahead. Nope. <laughs> Unheard of. <laughs> oh my gosh. Uh, so yeah, and th- yeah. this will mimic our, our very, uh, literally the Gummy Route, the very, very end of the opposite branch of KH2. Mm-hmm. But yeah, so the Pirate Ship will be back at some point, but it's a, I think it's a nice departure from our, our first two of just like, here's kind of a very, yeah. these are very traditional Gummy missions. Here's kind of this little, little fresh take, little, little dose of pizzazz. So, uh, yeah, for, for I... all the aficionados, I don't know, use an attack Gummy ship if you prefer, so like the Falcon probably, but uh, shoot the enemies and then start shooting the hell out of the ship is my strategy. Because if you do do enough damage and then you punch the face at the end hard enough, you, you get a you get a prize. I couldn't tell you what the prize is, but you get a prize. Get a prizes makes you feel good inside. That's kind of about it. There are not. Yeah, I, don't I think any very rarely ships. managed to take out the whole ship, but um, I managed to do it this time. But yeah, I couldn't mm. tell you what the prize was. <laughs> With them adult thinking brains, look at you. Uh, but yeah, I think we're there. I think there's a lab lapsence. <laughs> oh god damn it! There is a lack of shiny ships. I think in this episode. I think episode route. Uh, I think destroying. Yeah, some of the I think I had like one or two at the beginning. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it's it's mostly straightforward. I the lock. If you get confused, which I sometimes do, with what can actually be shot at, your lock on will kind of. You know, it literally locks on since you're going very slowly around the ship. It'll be like, hey, I'm going to shoot mm-hmm. this. And that's your cue to be like, ah. Because it's, it's like, sometimes you shoot at cannons, sometimes you shoot at the wheel axles, which, why is this gummy, why does this pirate ship have giant wheels on the side that aren't meant for driving anywhere and are just kind of like these big armor plates? But we're not going to, we'll, we'll be here for a while if we contemplate our life choices. But other than that, it's just a giant pirate ship. It's kind of dope, though. Yeah. Instead of, you know, one big boss fight. So I, I can dig yeah. it. And you don't have to beat it to move on. If you don't do enough damage, it will just run away from you. But there's no skin off your nose. It won't be, you won't be penalized, at least. You won't be like, all right, time to end this. And the game's like, hey, kid, you didn't kill the thing. You should go back to the beginning. So mm-hmm. yeah, I count thank my God. blessings. I count my blessings. Yeah. 
So, that's that. And the gate is open, so we finally visit Olympus Coliseum. Except not really, we visit the underworld somehow. <laughs> like, this where did they park the gummy ship? Yeah, where they just randomly end up in, like, the hell dimension. <laughs> mm. Ooh, I guess we made a wrong turn in Albuquerque. <laughs> <laughs> Kid, welcome to hell! So, yeah, they're just kind of kind of wandering around, and then they, they hear a damsel in distress. Okay. Apparently she had some dog treats on her or something, because she's getting attacked by some vicious puppies. <laughs> and they just let her go. Or rather, she falls, and then they just kind of run off. As, as, like, as, soon, as soon as you approach, the dog's like, scatter! Scatter, scatter! Yeah, like, I... That doesn't seem like an instinct Heartless would have, like fleeing, but whatever. <laughs> they don't um, know what So, surprise! Doing. Yeah. So, it's Meg time! Woohoo! Which is pretty fun, because, yeah, it's her original voice actor, which is great. Um, so, really, really helps Olympus uh, Coliseum stand out, and two, to, like, bring her into the fold, and then. We get Tate Donovan, um, who is we, we, yeah. I mean, we've talked we've talked more than a few times about the absence of Tate Donovan and the insertion of Sean Astin, Samwise mm-hmm. Gamgee as Herc in Cage One. So, yeah. So we got Meg back. We got Hercules's real voice back. We, yeah. Um, we get Pain and Panic, but we don't get any voice lines from them, which is right. a real shame to me. Because they're so fun in the movie that it's like, oh, come on. So they're just kind of eye candy, I guess. <laughs> if if it's good. Yeah. <laughs> and then we get Pegasus, so they, they do a good job of sort of rounding out the Hercules cast. I'll take it. Yeah, because last time we all we only had we had Cloud, who was there as <laughs> we had Cloud there, and then Hercules, Phil, and. Hades, so that's all of our... Yeah, and then the Ice Titan and Rock Titan. True. Speaking of, yeah, the opening scene of this world is Hercules just casually yeeting Rock Titan out of the entire game. We we took... I remind you, the fight's actually super simple in retrospective, but still. He makes it look like more of a cakewalk, and for that, Hercules, I will end your existence. Yeah. So long, Bowser. So, yeah, we meet up with Meg, and she's basically like, oh, something, something, Wonder Boy, go help him. (laughs) And we're like, okay, cool. Essentially, I mean, literally our opening cutscene that you just mentioned kind of summarized it, but Meg explains further, is that and we can take this as Herc's rise to fame in the movie of he is just doing match after match after match after match and they're all matches set up by the one and only hades so she's like hey i want to go talk to hades to get off my man's back but uh these these dogs this surprisingly one strong-willed woman cannot make it through the underworld alone and unarmed yeah sad days yeah not sure what her game plan was there (laughs) but we take the baton from her 
and we decide to plunge deeper into the foggy mists of the soul-draining underworld. Ooh. And then, yeah, she casually mentions, if you talk to her after, like, oh, by the way, this world saps your power, so maybe just be careful. Yeah, so, unfortunately, no drive gauge. Big sad. Yeah, but, I mean, it's cool how they, like, differentiate the world like that. Um, Definitely. And at least it's not grayed yeah, out. I, I appreciate timing. the I appreciate the blacked out, chained, it, it kind of pulsates yeah, as well. It's a nice detail. Yeah, I can vibe with it. Very very Hades, as in the game. Exactly. <laughs> uh, which is obviously very fitting. Um Yeah, no, so no drivies. Um not that I mean I wouldn't use Valor that much anyway because, yeah, I have it maxed and I don't think it would be too helpful for most of these fights. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, can't use your summon, which is a real bummer. The summon okay. we literally just got. Oh, no. Yes. Also, so we wander through. Oh, yes. Uh, Just a quick. Yeah, we'll talk about summons later. I'll mention it there, actually. So, uh, fuck me, I'm an idiot. Let's just keep going. Alrighty. Um, so. Yeah, we basically just go down a bunch of hallways. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and a thing and a thing and a stuff. And then, no, oh, we get another black coat sighting. Woo! The organization? <laughs> um, yeah, is this is this the one where he's, he's like, run, run away? No, you see him <laughs> running. Later? You see him, like, running, but the scenes are, like, right after each other. Oh, you see, yes. You see him yeah, running, yeah, yeah. like, going ahead, and you're like, oh, we gotta catch up! And then Lily, you go into the next yeah. room, and he's like, run, run away! Okay. <laughs> yep. And then, um, we get a mysterious book, which, spoiler alert, this is a final, uh, final mix thing. <laughs> um, yes. But yeah, it's an absent silhouette, and I like how they introduce it in the underworld, because it, like... It's just the faintest little glimmer of Kingdom Hearts 2 actually integrating, like, the Disney worlds with, um, you know, the non-Disney stuff, because they specifically talk about it like, oh, here's this mysterious book, but then, like, in the same conversation, they'll say, oh, but, like, Sora, we gotta go find Hades, so it's like they actually, like, acknowledge them in the same breath, which is, I don't know, kind of cool to me of, like, balancing. Yeah. The world plot and the the organization shenanigans. So, I always appreciated these quick little scenes here. But um, yeah, for now it's just a book. All you can do is look at it, and that's it. It's just standing there menacingly. Exactly. But pay no attention. <laughs> Ignore the man in the back. <laughs> yeah. So we move on forward and ooh, spooky. Because it's, it's always weird to me how like Donald's like wah and Goofy chimes in. Oh, I'm scared too, Donald. Like, thanks, Goofy. <laughs> thanks for adding to the conversation. You I guess. Sure. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like you're hunched over and like clammy hands and like terrified face like that was include enough i needed you to specifically say i'm scared too <laughs> hades come out but sora ain't afraid of no ghosts because he he wakes up the entire underworld hades yeah. come out declares <laughs> yeah so 
uh, I'll jump before forward a little bit because I always skip this whole sequence. Like I don't fight any heartless because um, yeah, we get to Hades chamber and like, once again, he is up to no good and he decides to summon a friend from beyond the veil. And also he's Ooh. working with Pete. We should mention that as well. Yeah. Even though it doesn't really add a also whole Pete's lot. Also there. But there's, there, I mean, there's a, there's a cognizance of Pete being the Maleficent goon that he truly is. And being like, hey, you want some help with the Heartless? I'm, I'm here too. Yeah, I guess it's our first Pete sighting. In the field, quote unquote. Um, but yeah, like exactly like you just said, he's just here to. He's just a door to door heartless salesman, basically. Exactly. <laughs> I imagine him in like the same cage to outfit, but with like a little uh, mailman hat, and he's just <laughs> this 10 foot tall, rotund cat man. Just is like, you open the door, and it's like, hello, man, have you heard about the heartless today? <laughs> If you purchase our bundle of 300 shadows, you'll really start to see the savings kick in. <laughs> they can do party tricks. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So Hades basically like, I don't need your heartless lammer. I got me a sexy anime man. Oh. <laughs> well, so, surprise. Well, well. So, yeah, it's Oren, everybody. Yay! Famed Final <laughs> Fantasy character, Oren. Yeah, so... He's really not a thing at all in this first visit. <laughs> Unfortunately, like, no. You get, you get him now through the Cerberus fight, and that's it. So it's literally like one, two, three, four rooms. And yeah. then he's like, bye! Yeah. <laughs> so... There's not too much to talk about him here, but I guess we can get into it a little bit. So, yeah, now that I've played Final Fantasy X, I can appreciate how, spoiler alert, uh, he's a warrior brought back from the dead to keep fighting. Mm-hmm. So that was a clever little little thing they did. Because, mm-hmm. um, yeah, I, I never picked up on that before. I always just thought, oh... It's weird that he's here in the underworld and that Hades is able to summon him, but whatever. But no, it's it's a cool little translation of you know his whole deal in the actual game. So yeah, that's neat. I've always loved it, and this is the main. This is coming from a Final Fantasy nerd, so yeah, I I knew about Orange's whole shtick. It didn't really, and it didn't until we kind of leading up to this episode. I was like, oh, I most people probably can't. I shouldn't say can't. Uh, haven't quite played FF10 and know of the know of the bits of and so, or bring Orin back from the dead may not have an impact or even it may not even register on anyone's radar. But I've always I've always known I've always treasured the man. Yeah, uh, and then Orin's just immediately like, "This is my story. You're not a part of it." And then. <laughs> Yeah. Just instantly starts stabby stabbing him, and it's like, hey, these you gotta, you gotta pick your Final Fantasy characters better. Like, <laughs> quit, quit picking the renegades who are just gonna immediately betray you, yeah, or just well, like not listen Cla- to you. I guess, I guess, Cloud is like, or Hercules. Eh, it depends. 
Because you can lose the cloud fight in Cage 1, so... To a degree, it's, I won't kill Hercules, and he's like, well, sucks to be you then, and Cerberus always pops out. Whereas this time, he's like, hey, I got a sweet deal for you, old man. He's like, um, no thanks. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, Oron, Oren, uh, repents. And then the gang shows up, and they're like, oh, what's going on here? Did we come at a bad time? Mm-hmm. And, yeah, everything's going crazy. Uh, Hades is just going full aggro. There's, like, a really weird shot that, like, cuts between, like, three of his attacks, like, real quickly. And it's just, like, I don't know. It's just really odd to me, like, how it's kind of framed where it's... It, like, feels like they're trying to do, like, some sort of, like, weird anime thing, but really it just looks odd, because Hades is, just has all these canned animations that aren't super elaborate, but it's, it's like they're trying to make them more intimidating, but it's just, like, you know, it, it's Hades. Like, I'm not scared. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, it, it turns up into a, a Hades fight, but not really much of a fight, because your attacks go right through him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Sora's determined, damn it. He came here to... He came here to talk to Hades, so... Talking's what he's gonna do, but then Hades just puts his fingers in his ears, and... Oh, there goes Sora's whole plan. It turns out, if Hades doesn't want to talk, there's really not much you can do. (laughs) (laughs) So, they decide, let's just run away. Our plan has failed. Who would have thought? <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, um, yeah. He, he explains that. And this is the underworld where zero heroes are zeros. So get lost, mm-hmm. Brad. Yeah, pretty much. And Oron's like, I'll join you guys if you don't mind. And Sora's like, sure. We have an opening. Looks looks like you could use a guardian. Uh, cut to credits. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um. So, yeah. Oren joins... And then it's a little fleeing sequence, which is like, I mean, it's not a boss fight, but you know, it's more scripted because mm-hmm. um, you are in combat with Hades, even though you can't hurt him. But oh boy, you're going to hurt you. So yeah, this is one of the worst parts of any critical run. Like I've always struggled with it. Mm-hmm. So first of all, if you die, you get cut, kicked back all the way to the start of whatever the area is called, the, like mm-hmm. ascent to Hades' office, um, which is it takes a long dead. time. <laughs> but yes, yeah, I yeah. Remember from my very, very short-lived proud mode run years and many years ago that this is one of the most unfair parts of the game. <laughs> yeah, so you get kicked back, then you have to run up, but then you have to be careful because you got some lance knights who will just start chasing after you, and then they'll snipe you, and then they'll take out half your health, like, right off the bat, so you're already screwed. Mm -hmm. Uh, So you gotta watch out for them, and then you get back to Hades, and then you gotta skip the cutscene, and then here's the pointless fight where you have to, like, hit him five times, and it decides, okay, you're in, kid. Uh, And then you get Auron, and then (laughs) you have to go into his abilities and turn off auto-limits, because auto-limits the worst. Uh every single time and then you finally get your second chance to actually outrun him 
And yeah, it's really annoying because everything hurts real bad. And he's throwing fireballs at you. And you're just trying to take out the little shadows, but they keep going in the ground. Meanwhile, Hades is still throwing his fireballs at you. And yeah, it's really hurt. annoying. <sighs> and then you get... Uh, the large body at the end and he can body you if you're not careful and yep. the Lance Knights are still at it with their shenanigans so yeah it's just really annoying on the whole time <laughs> Hades cause like he can just keep disappearing and reappearing and sometimes he'll show up right next to you and you're like oh great he's gonna kill me isn't he basically yeah <laughs> so yeah it sucks I'm not a fan I guess yeah for those unfamiliar there are, there's there's a set of landings and pathways between them, but for our for our retreat phase that we're in right now, you have to eliminate all the Heartless before you can move on forward. So it's beat up Heartless while staying alive, and also avoiding Hades, who is just uh, letting it rain down upon the... So run. Run, yeah. run, run. As fast as you can. Yeah, no. But eventually I got it, thankfully, and then I immediately saved like three times. I don't want to do that again. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not doing this again. I can't. I can't. Yeah. But I will give it to the game because in the next cutscene, everyone's exhausted. So mm. it's like. I felt like they felt my pain, basically. <laughs> the game knew what it was going for. Yeah, so. Gee, mister, you sure are strong. Are you some kind of hero? Uh, not really. I'm an anti-hero, kid. Need a guardian? I don't know. That's pretty much what they say. <laughs> yep. <laughs> um, so yeah, Oren's just up to his usual vague brooding self. Um, but we decided to stick together, because friendship. And yeah, so we got Oren. So I guess we can talk about him, slash... We can talk about the only real thing of note, which is his limit. Mm -hmm. Um, Well... He's got his limit, but then he's got his, um, I guess, like, his only special attack. He's got healing water, but that's just a cure. And then he's got whatever the spiral blade is called, that ability. Um, and I, like, I would avoid, I would, like, let him take out the Heartless just to see how much damage he does with that attack. The, like, you know, flying hurricane attack or whatever. Yeah. Um, and it's nothing. It's like just complete chip damage. Like there's no point. <laughs> I might as well just take off the ability because in critical, everyone but Sora is just completely puny. So it's like, well, thanks for trying, Orn. <laughs> but I, I, I got it from here. Exactly. <sighs> but uh, yeah, what's his what's his limit going on there? It is in very Orn fashion. Bushido! Bushido Bledo. Exactly. So it's very similar to Beasts, where it's you have to alternate yes. between the triangle and the X, which are Shooting Star and Banishing Blade. They're very much like teleport to en closest enemy, hit enemy, do damage, uh, praise. Uh, rinse, repeat, rinse, repeat. And then the ending is... Sp uh, the finisher is Spiral, which... Is all right. It, the animation is dope of Sora and Orin twirling. Yeah, it blades. looks like Ugh. it looks much more dangerous than it actually is. Because exactly. I always like 
for this fight and particularly like I usually pop off the limit at the very end when I've done a few damage on the large body and then I'm like, all right, this will finish him off. And it's like, no, unless, <laughs> like, well, that, great. unless that large body was giving you a piggyback before you used spiral. Yeah. It's not going to really do yeah. much. Unfortunately, it's, it's, it's a tornado like circled literally where you are. So if you're not within like maybe two or th- two characters of like Sora and Orin, or so the combo at the time, the duo at the time, you're uh, yeah. You're just gonna run away scot free. So, unfortunately, it doesn't end yep. as as hype as it would be. But uh, our blade shall yeah. be twofold. <laughs> exactly. I, wait, I always thought you said your pain shall be twofold. May I guess that be. makes sense. Because, like, I feel like, doesn't he actually have that line in the game, or am I making that up? Like, something yeah, about, like, your pain. I, I'm about to say, I ask you a person who has recently <laughs> played Final Fantasy X. I think so, but maybe I'm just reinforcing my own misconception. <laughs> um, um, so, yeah, I... Yeah, I don't like this limit, because it feels very finicky, where, like, you can't just alternate X and Y, X and Y, like... It's almost like there's a timing to it, but, like, high limit, like, if you don't do anything, you're just going to run out, and then it ends. So it's mm. like you can't help but mash. So it always just yeah. feels very awkward to me. And, yeah, like we just said, like, the finisher looks cool, but really doesn't do anything. So this is probably mm. one of my least favorites. I might even yeah. put beasts over it, to be honest. I would think so, yeah. Yeah. It, it, your pain <laughs> shall be twofold. You are correct. Yay, your pain shall be twofold. There we go. Yeah. I mean, points for style, but I like... Exactly. It's, it, it's got I don't fl- think it's... I ever use this one more than once. <laughs> Correct. Yeah. Unfortunately, not worth it. Just keep your magic. And speaking of magic, actually, this is a perfect place for magic because you can just immediately destroy the, the souls of the dead and Sora can get a little <laughs> magic back. Yeah. Murderous, murderous psychopath child <laughs> yeah i actually um yeah so i i've been using star seeker uh, yeah but then i switched to hidden dragon for this part just because the mp rage so it gets you a few more you know extra ics and fires which is helpful um but yeah that's nice um speaking of star seeker one thing i noticed or i guess one thing that sort of resurfaced for me is the actual point, or the key, or the teeth of the key, mm. is the moon side of, like, yes. the points of the moon. And, I mean, I guess I knew that, but, like, when you first see it, it just seems like, I don't know, whatever the the shell opposite that is. I don't know what to call that thing. But the part that protrudes more, like, yeah. on the back of the moon... Like, that reads more like the key to me. <laughs> but, um, no, when Sora points it, like, for example, uh, we have a key coming up, or a lock, in just a few scenes, when he unlocks it, <gasps> yeah, the, the moon side is down. So Correct. that is that is the teeth of the blade. So just want to call that out, since, you know, we had a similar sort of <laughs> hang-up with Hidden Dragon, yeah. and, like, which side is right side up. <laughs> Billy! Um, but, Daddy! Um... I'm happy to be using my my boy, my Star Seeker. <laughs> it's a good, it's a good. Um, yeah. So yeah, now that we have 
Orn in our party. We get to enjoy him for pretty much one room of just normal fighting. And then, surprise, it's a boss fight because Pete and Hades are still scheming. And Hades says, sick him, boy. <laughs> and, yeah. Cerberus is on the case. And then... Yeah, it's very, uh, it feels very Zaldan to me because we just came from, from Zaldan. Oh, then plot. There's like a plot to turn some pivotal character to their side. So for Zaldan, we, it, it's, it's assumed and it kind of tracks that we want Beast to turn to a Heartless so we, they can get his nobody. It seems for some reason, Pete's very keen on turning Hercules into a Heartless. But, I don't know, for one, he's been sending Olympus characters to fight him. Like, we see, we'll see the Hydra, we have seen the Rock Titan, and I don't think Hercules is the character who's going to turn to the dark side anytime soon. Yeah, pick a better mark, Pete. <laughs> yeah. I mean, we talked about, we talked about the, in Traverse Town for Cage 1, of like, when a heartless kills somebody, does that thing become a heartless? So, I suppose, but like we, like we just mentioned, like it's all Olympus characters that are fighting Hercules. So, what's the? There's there 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 there's an end equation. There's a solution to the equation, but this is this is this is not the way to go about it, unfortunately. So, uh, yeah. yeah. So it's time for a rematch with Cerberus. And he's much smaller than he was in the first game, or rather, we're bigger, I guess. Um, <laughs> both, and, both, actually, yeah. Yeah. Um, so they they reach a dead end, and then, oh, look at that, a giant lock. What? If only we had a giant it's key. <laughs> yeah. So they do that, and then Donald and Goofy hightail it out of there, and then Sora's like, mm, wait, I guess I'm supposed to be a hero. Fine, I'll stay and help Orin with the giant three-headed dog. So, <laughs> so yeah, it's just Sora and Orin at it, like two peas in a pod. It's Sauron. Which, of course, really means it's just Sora. <laughs> <laughs> so, unfortunately, yes, no, no Donald to help you out here, so no magic. Cure yourself. Yeah, Orin's not going to be doing yep. a whole lot. So, yeah, have fun. Thankfully, service is pretty easy. He's pretty stationary, so like his attacks are all pretty predictable. Yeah, he is the opposite tail of KH1 Cerberus. So we just, we, I mean, yeah, when he's in his fireball sure. phase, he just walks around going... <laughs> this time he's yep. like, hey, would you like to hit me, sir? And he just kind of stands yep. there and does jack shit. <laughs> Yep, so, yeah, just fight him. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I did die to him, uh, and I got saved by the mouse, mm -hmm. and then, surprise, surprise, I took him down to one HP, and, um, with Pearl, once again, <laughs> and then I revived Sora, and then I was like, well, I feel like I didn't really do a lot of Sora, so I wanted to proc the reaction command, because... We all know it. It's iconic. And I was like, that seems like a fitting way to end the fight. Yep. But in the process, uh, I died a second time. No, no. And then Mickey's like, ugh, I just called my Uber. Now I have to cancel because I have to go and help your sorry ass again. Now I have to oh. the cancellation fee. So, it's coming yeah. in your pocket, Sora. <laughs> <laughs> but 
before, so, before you, before you, he revives Sora, he just ruffles through his pockets and he's like, I'll take this and I'll take that as payment. Yeah, pretty much. Um, so yeah, you can pop off Maggie two times, maybe even three times. I've never had to go that far, but, um, healed him again. And then that time, yeah, I got off the reaction command, which is very hype. Yeah. Um, so it, yeah. it, it procs when you are in air and near the heads they, they kind of do their own erratic motion, but a lot of the times the outer heads will kind of like kind of clump together, I guess, basically. And yeah. that, that'll trigger the cinematic, and then you can do your evade, your jump into dog paddle, which which ends with Whoa. Cerberus being stunned. So, hey, Oren! Hey, Oren, get over yeah. here! Help out, please! It's pretty good. Thank you. Exactly. Yeah, really, his only major attack that hurts is... The little fireballs, the dark fireballs, I guess. Little dark balls. Just because they're, kind of they're, I guess they're the equivalent of like the dark spikes from KH one, but they just kind of like materialize at Sora head level. Yeah. So they're very erratic. Mm-hmm. Um, no, no, no. Wait, are you thinking of the the Hydra dark fire? Because those uh, appear instantly, but these are like projectiles that actually hum in on you. Oh, uh, correct. I, I'm confused yeah. too. Yeah. Yeah, no, very easy mistake to make. Um, yeah, they like they're kind of erratic, so they're kind of hard to dodge. You can block them, but the way their space style is like a little awkward. Um, so yeah, those got me. But Correct. Yeah, that, I, I did guard against easy. them when I saw a few at once yeah. because, like you mentioned earlier, I think maybe in Hollow Bastion, uh, mm-hmm. the KH two guard is multi guard. So as long as you yeah. are in the deflect or I've I I have guarded. And I have blocked a thing, and now I'm in sort of this parry stance for a few frames before it exactly. goes away. And so any other dark balls that hit you during that frame, you just cling, 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 and just combo them off. Yeah. So for your efforts, you get the counter guard ability, which is basically just counter attack, um, but yeah. much flashier. Um, and I don't think I use it. During the rest of the visit, so I didn't. So doesn't come yeah. up too often. <laughs> exactly. So yeah, the gang is re reunited. Not before. Sword Doll and Goofy get off a, a cheesy taunt to Cerberus as he's yeah. chasing after them. Um, but like, even when the door was open enough, like Cerberus clearly wouldn't fit through it. So like, feels a little. A little pointless, but whatever. But, um, <laughs> yeah, when they do, like, their little... There's, like, this weird... Like, the audio's weird, because, like, obviously Sora's voice is Sora's, so he does, like, a... <laughs> but then there's, like, another one after that, where, like... I don't know, it just sounds like he does it a second time. He's like, and then, like, you hear at the end, like, a... <laughs> You'd have to go back and listen to it, but it's like it yeah. sounds like it would be like another character, but like obviously that's Sora's voice. Like it's obviously not Donald's, it's obviously not Goofy's, so it's yeah. like it's almost like he did two takes in one and they were like, Yeah, whatever, we'll go with it. <laughs> we do two of them. Yeah, two. Um so yeah. Oron's like, mm, you guys are a little lame for my taste, so I'm just kind of just pieces the hell out, so just blah, go does he even say goodbye or is it just No, he's he just, just gone. Like disappears. <laughs> like yeah. so so it cuts to it cuts back to the Hades and Pete show, and Hayes is like, Hey, that key? That works like a key? 
And Pete's yeah. like, oh, well, that that keyblade could open just about anything. And he's like, uh, anything, a- anything, you say? Anything. <laughs> that key is very particular. <laughs> yeah, yes. <laughs> and he's just to make the comment of, uh, let's kill the kid and or snatch the keyblade. And Pete's like, yeah, that's not going to work. He's like, oh, yeah. right, well, if we want to unlock the Underdrome, we'll have to find a way. And Blunderdrome. Uh, it requires a woman's touch. <gasps> Megara? Oh. <laughs> yeah. So, yep, we, we've reached the entrance, which is to say we've accomplished nothing and we're exactly where we started. So it's almost Woo! like we should have just gone straight to the Coliseum from the get-go. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. But, uh, yeah, he can head up the stairs to to the light, which is just like, why do the entrance to the Olympus Coliseum at the top of Olympus, like, why does it connect directly to the under, the underworld? <laughs> don't, uh, don't question it. Aside from game logic. <laughs> <laughs> That's kind of yeah, about exactly. it. Because we, we don't really even see how to get into the underworld in the movie. In the movie, it yeah, appear, no. it appears so so little. So, yeah. I, so, I think yeah, I guess they just kind of had the bare minimum. Yeah. Um. So yeah, we're back. Gosh, this sure brings back memories. <laughs> memories we lost in the game. Cough, cough. Yeah. So it's the Coliseum. Woo! And yeah. Yeah, according to this game, the Hades Cup is canon because <laughs> it has all the call uh, the tournaments, yep. like the little banners hanging, and you can examine them. And it says something like, "This is the tournament results for the Hades Cup, in which you struggled greatly." <laughs> yep. It's like, well, I didn't mood. Give me some credit here. <laughs> uh, I, I guess yeah, this makes sense because at least. The Hades fight in KH1 does drop a secret report, not a secret report, an Ansem report. And there's a little cutscene of him being thrown into, like, the back cell of the Coliseum, at least. Yeah. So. Yeah, totally. We kicked ass, so. we chewed bubblegum, and Nomura said, hey, this shit cannon. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. We approach the entrance, and then, surprise! It's your old gym, bro. <laughs> it's Hercules. Yeah. Yay! Junior heroes always busy. Yeah. <laughs> you know it. <laughs> yeah. I love they're... how, um... Speaking of, I think earlier in the game, I think in the Underworld, like, one of the first cutscenes is when Donald's like, Where's heroes? And then Goopy's like, You mean junior heroes, Donald? Donald? <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, they're basically like... Let's go see Phil, I guess. I don't know. Content. <laughs> what can we else can so. we do? Yeah. The so answer is play a worse, ga- worse minigame than the barrel minigame. Therefore, an Olympus downgrade. Bite me. Yeah, welcome to this world's shoe-honed minigame mechanic. <laughs> Which is smack the pots. Yeah. I'll give it some credit. It's a little better... Like, after the story, when you do it for, like, the mission in the journal, because it's, like, somewhat challenging, and you have to kind of 
strategize, but mm-hmm. I mean, that's not saying a lot at all. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, yeah, just, I mean, for this point or this purpose, just smack the barrel or the pots and it's really easy and there's not really any thought you have to put into it. <laughs> yeah, tutorial, tutorial, the other one, you get a lot. It's, it's so it's speed up the pots, get, get Orbeez. If we didn't do enough of that in Mulan, get into a certain amount of Orbeez before the time limit goes out. So, I would say, do you want aerial combos in this or not? I don't know. I feel like finishers, very similar to barrel, the barrel minigame from one, actually. Your finishing move, at least, will dispatch of pots. Exactly. They'll, they'll fly off, and so if they collide with other pots, or source finishing move is pretty wide when there's a bunch of enemies nearby. Perfect for getting a bunch of orbs. So, you kind of just want to yeah. aim for the groups, and hopefully your finishing move will break more pots in the in the far yonder, but other than that, just just hit them. Yeehaw. That's about it. Yep. So meanwhile, Hercules is off to find the Olympus Stone, which helps you not have all your power drained in the underworld. Yeah. Seems like you should have a few spare of those, but whatever. <laughs> um, <laughs> He's going to borrow it from Mount Olympus. He has to borrow it from Mount Olympus, even though he doesn't go to Mount Olympus at all until the end of the film as well. Wink, wink. So, yeah. whatever. So, this clearly takes place after the events of the film. Because, yeah, he just comes and goes as he please. But then, yeah, they're trying to do the story of the movie, which is weird. Mm-hmm. Whatever. Um, so then, yeah, after you do the pointless minigame, Hercules comes back and he just awkwardly, like, walks right past you and then stands in the center of the Coliseum. And it's like, oh... Because You're he's right the there, center <laughs> of attention. Apparently. So you have to go to him. Um, and then, yeah, they chit-chat, chit-chat. And then Hades is like, oh, by the way, I'm here. Sup, lamers. Hades, <laughs> and then Sora's still to... on his same old bullshit. And he's like, oh, right. Hades, Hades we gotta talk. talk. <laughs> Flick. What are you trying to accomplish here? <laughs> Stop bullying my friend, Hades. Yeah, like, he's not going to listen to you. He is a bad guy. Like, his whole (gasps) plan is to murder Hercules. (laughs) It's not like he's his boss and you can be like, listen, I think you're maybe pushing him a little too hard. Like, no, he is very much intentionally trying to sabotage him. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. (sighs) <sighs> but, yeah. Hades does not go for the bait, surprisingly. Um, and, oh no, what's this? Meg's been kidnapped again! <gasps> but, Hercules, you have your fight against the bloodthirsty Hydra coming up. You Everyone can't go save Megra. Yeah, so... It's a good thing Sora and the gang decided to visit at this very particular moment. <laughs> Perfect. So they they tag in, and then uh, yeah, they head back into the underworld. Uh, I guess they go to follow Phil because he's kind of missing. They're like, Where yeah, you? Phil did kind of just walk off and be like, "Where are you going?" He's like, "None of your beeswax." Yeah, yeah, it's like. Yeah, like he could have just said, I'm going to go do this myself, but whatever. Mm. Um, they find him, guy. and then 
yeah, he's collapsed. And I love the little text box. Like, it says something like, oh, oh, oh. <laughs> like, he's supposed to be screaming out in pain, obviously, but it's like, that just doesn't, uh, like, most of the text boxes, like, that just does not sound like something Phil would utter from his mouth. Like, yeah. just imagine Danny DeVito, like, oh, oh, oh. <laughs> I mean, I guess maybe he would make that sound, but, like, then it's, like, comical? <laughs> yeah. So we have actually gotten Danny DeVito for this game. Yeah. Although, I will say his voice actor does not do a bad job. No, it's very similar to the Mushu that we talked about in Land of Dragons. Um, yeah. Danny DeVito did, I think, only Hercules 1, and then this voice actor, who I know as Joe from Mafia 2, because Mafia 2 is a good game people should play. Um... And he's done Phil, I think, in the in the show because there's a Hercules show. Fun fact, and like follow up appearances, like Kingdom Hearts, basically. Yep, he's done it probably more times than the actual original voice actor. Yeah. So we meet Phil, and he explains, "Oh, this weirdo in a black coat. He put out the flames. How convenient is that? Because that's exactly where you need to go." <laughs> so. You follow him, and then now you go through another hallway, and just keep going until the end, and then that's that's it. You've got your your objective. <laughs> we um, we do we do so see guess, a very small cutback to Hercules actually fighting the Hydra, besting the Hydra, being like, "Hey, folks, sorry, gotta run." I love all of the NPCs that are totally standing in this arena. Yeah. Bye. I'm definitely not hearing voices in my head because I'm cracked because I've been awake for 47 hours. <laughs> I don't know. I guess it's not a super long time for God. Whatever. It's fine. Um, <laughs> we'll see. Yeah, they're they're showing you Ooh, things are heating up at the Olympus Coliseum. Exactly. Um, but yeah, we are... Continuing through the underworld, and I guess we can take a little break here to talk about our new heartless foes. Mm -hmm. By my count, we have three new ones. Well, two, I guess. Two in our um, charter. Yeah. Yeah. So, first we have... I mean, we mentioned them briefly, but the... The puppies. What are their names? Rabbit the... Dog. <laughs> oh, how... How creative. It's just kind of like this little, little, almost little spherical dogs that don't really do much, really. They kind of fall on their butts. As part yeah, of there's really not much to them at all. Uh, sometimes yeah. they will kind of, they have basically they, a. Do they even a have a reaction though, command? They bite a bunch and like are lunging towards you, but they're, they're pretty small fries, so they're pretty passable. Yep. Um, but yeah. They're, yeah, they're. They're not too much trouble. Exactly. And then we got the return of the creeper plant. Memories? Uh, mm, I take it you don't care for these. Exactly. Well, creeper plants are much easier now because there's literally a reaction command to pull their roots out from the earth beneath them. And destroy them. Uh, you can. There's a reaction command that lets you. Here. you it lets you stun them, and it, it also drops HP orbs. So it's the perfect like I hate you, I hate you, I hate you, and just uh, to destroy the entire game plan. So they're passable yep. here, 
because they're not a total pain in the ass. But other than that, I still don't have fond memories of creeper plants, so yeah. Yeah. And then we have the trip ghost. So more ghosties is always a good thing, except <laughs> they are pretty tough in a critical mode. Most of my deaths in this world does come from them, because... Oh. Yeah, they have their little honey fireballs, which mess you up, even though they're super slow-moving, but they usually come in packs, so there's yeah. usually multiple that you have to watch out for. Uh-huh. Um, and then they have their spinny, fiery attack, which will also just straight-up murder you, and it comes out really fast, and it's usually when they're up close to you. Um, mm -hmm. So yeah, they are tough, and they have two forms. They can go topsy-turvy. When it's their little non-floaty form, I guess you could say, when they have to, like, walk. Yeah, uh, the, 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 upright, the upright form, even though when you see them in cutscenes and you see them in the journal, the upside-down version is the version we always see, where the party has on the mm -hmm. bottom, and it floats in the air, but, the heart, but the, again, the heartless symbol is upright when they're on their feet and on the ground, so, question mark? Yeah. Yep. Um, so, yeah, pretty good batch here, I have to say. And I'm pleased with the results. Yeah, I always like, um, <laughs> so when you get through the next room, whatever it is, but the one after the next room, which is kind of like the labyrinth, sort of, where there's like kind of split paths, but there's like the, the raised pillars that usually have like a sticker or a chest or something on top of them. Yeah. I was like cheesing it by attacking the trick ghosts because they're flying and you like, you know, kind of gravitate toward them. So yeah, if you do some aerial hits on them, you can usually cheese it and just attack them on your way up to get on top of the cliff as opposed to leveling up your high jump all the way. So yeah, that's always fun to do. But yeah, this area is always weird to me, um, because when you go through this door, it I guess it's, you're not underwater, but <laughs> to me it's yeah, always... Yeah, it's like a weird mist. Underwater. Yeah. But then when you're under, when you're, I guess when you're, when you're beneath the mist, it has like, kind of this filter to it, to, to a bit to the color, so a bit to the audio and the visual, like, your sounds are kind of dulled. Every so often, not every so often, a tad bit, but your movement's not affected, nothing's really affected, it's just kind of a, a small motif, essentially. If Olympus isn't uh, a mild attention to detail, it is nothing else but that. Yep. So, after this area, we finally catch up to Demix the Goon. Boy, did they pick the wrong guy for this. Whoa. Yeah. Also, can we talk about Demix's hair? Because even in 2021, I do not understand this hairstyle, and I don't think I ever want to. Listen, if we start to question any of the organization members' hair, <laughs> we're be here all day. Uh, but yeah, his in particular is wrong. confusing, because it's like going it's, in like opposite directions, and it's like... Yeah, it, it's, it's, it's how, how vanilla ice of you, like, the sides are shaved, <laughs> the top is elongated almost like gelled straight up but there's also strands of long hair like on the sides and then you have the mullet in the back so like what 
what is happening over here? Who let you walk out of the house looking like this? (laughs) Because somewhere out there, there is a somebody who looks oddly similar, if not exactly similar to Demix. And he has the same hairstyle. Yeah. So, for that, he must be punished. So let's fight him. <laughs> yeah. Well, he, oh, he, oh, he also stole the Olympus Zone, but the, the haircut is more oh, egregious yeah. than that. Yeah, it's the thief. Get him. So, of course, this is the infamous dance, water, dance fight. Yeah. Um, which is to say, do you know how to press the X button? Do you know how to press the triangle button? Keep doing that. Win the fight. You'll, you'll get through this fight just fine. <laughs> Yeah, so, super easy, just as soon as you hit any of the water clones, they get stunned into the little music note form, and then you get the wild dance react command, and then just spam that. Yeah, so, I didn't realize that wild much dance to say about it. was a chain of reaction commands. Like, I always remember being like one or two, but you'll take the note and you throw it, and then you get another prompt and you'll throw it again, it just magically comes back to you. And when you hit it the third time is when you grab it by the stem, and you cowboy the... Ever right. living hell out of here, anything you. right next to you. I don't think it, 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 it. I took note of it. It didn't really click to me really before this run that that's what happened. Like I, I never noticed that you yeeted the note at first twice before you did the mm. yeehaw motion. Yep. Yeah. So you have to take out a hundred of them in eighty seconds, which is really easy. It's not bad at all. Yeah, I think it's, um, it's pretty doable. You might have a, well. Did you have any trouble on critical? Like they have like one or two health, so no, two even critical, it's totally fine. Okay. Um, so yeah, that's that, and then we get a few little goodies. So Donald gets MP Rage, which is, mm, and then we get Secret Answer Report number five, of course, yeah. and then most notably we get the Olympus Stone back. So Drive Gauge is back as well. Woo-hoo-hoo! And then, yeah, he runs off like the coward he is. Guy's a broken record. <laughs> <laughs> that's, and then, uh, that's Demix. But yeah. wait, there's but, more. Yeah, so another Final Mix edition is he comes back and drops a bunch of exposition about the absent silhouettes. They're the remnants of the fallen foes. Ooh. It's their weapons, blah blah blah. It's the organization members from Chain of Memories. All this to say, basically, yeah. Um, yeah, so it's the- weird in this cutscene how they bring him back, and it like completely changes the mood, or like it just changes his character. Even of like he ran away, like he fled, like Demix is very much a coward. It's like mm. for the him to then just immediately be like, actually, I'm still here, ha ha ha. It's just really weird and out of character and kind of sloppy. And, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. You just... (laughs) I don't know why this had to be put here and why it had to be him, but they wanted to do it. So, yeah. That absent book silhouette we saw earlier, it's the Zexian fight. So, yeah. Yes. Uh, So now you can engage, like, you can actually enter that fight if you mm. so desire, although... You shouldn't. Have a fun time. Yeah. I did try after Olympus just to be like, I remember having to come back 
in a, a few worlds after Olympus. Mm-hmm. How can I? I totally. Yeah, it's uh. So I, I was able to survive pretty good until the end. Spoiler alert: not really, but my damage output wasn't nearly what it should be, essentially. Yeah, for sure. So yeah, that's that. We are back in action. So time to rescue Meg. And in the next room, <laughs> uh, we see a giant, I don't know, like, Brock <laughs> with a very obvious not-Meg keyhole. Insert and... key here! Insert key yeah. here! <laughs> and then Donald or Goofy, someone says, hey, that kind of looks like Meg. <laughs> I think it's Goof. Oh, yeah. What makes you think that, Goofy? (laughs) Uh, It's those curves. They look very familiar. (laughs) So, yeah, you open the lock like a twerp. And then we go down into another weird, like, white cavern, which isn't based on anything. And Pete has Meg. And also... Hades is posing for his album cover. Mm-hmm. He's here because he can. Yes. Yeah. He's got like his arms crossed and he's like, what up? <laughs> but then, yeah, he like pretty much disappears immediately. Um, And yeah, it's like an escort mission slash protect mission where. Help me! Help me! <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so she's got a bunch of heartless, heartless after her. Mm. Yeah. So you're. You'll be fine. Well, I should say you. Yeah, you and Meg will be. Everyone will be fine. Uh, attack yeah, no, it's pretty me. easy because yeah. I use Chicken Little. Prepare Woo-hoo! to hurt. <laughs> and yeah, he he uses his whistle to pull in basically every enemy, and it's also great because it also works on Pete, so oh, yeah, I mean, they had they couldn't do anything to her, and you just instantly take them all out, because they're all bunched up, and you can take them out in one combo pretty much, okay. and then I literally got Pete down to one health, and then <laughs> I guess that wasn't enough for the game, because then I just had to keep running around with Meg, and then yeah. like 30 seconds later, yeah, then was... he summons another wave, and then I took them out, and then finally I was like, okay, I guess... I guess we'll move on now. <laughs> yeah, I got this. I got the same thing of getting Pete down to one, but you can't beat up Pete this fight. You have to wait until the next fight. So, yeah, get to the end of this fight. It's almost like why is he even like why can you attack him in the first place? Yeah, I th- I, I think it should have been beat up all the heartless because also the heartless are more of a threat. Perhaps have Pete in the background, but I'm gonna repeat myself because I also just knock something over, and that's gonna be hard to cut out of the audio. Um, from the top i think yeah you could have pete is either an annoyance like someone who's either on the field but invulnerable or is just kind of like dropping because pete has like he's got i can't even describe it where his attacks originate from but he's got like this weird bowling ball of death he drops a bunch of confetti and the balls pete's just really into balls he he creates like a sphere that protects him Almost like the spell will get later in the game, but yeah, there's kind of no point to having Pete out. You can just wait until the second phase of the fight and you'd be like, all right, Pete's now on the field, but here we are. Mm-hmm. 
Um, yeah. So after that, Hercules shows up, and yeah, you got the backup of a real hero. Whatever. Meg is gone. Pegasus saves her. We go and help her too, but then we decide, no, let's go help Hercules. It's almost like we should have just stayed behind in the first He's place. He's too tired to fight by himself. Why the hell did we even leave in the first place? It's not even like the first fight is noticeably hard that we need a... It actually, it's not, it's not even a pause break. You don't have to physically walk back into the room. It's just literally a cutscene of like, Sora, I won't leave him. We'll back him up. And then cut to Herc, and then immediately you, we show up. So, what well, mm-hmm. is even the damn point? But neither here nor there. Mm-hmm. It's the exact same fight as before. There's a bunch of heartless, beat up Pete. But now Herc gives us reaction command. So, yay? Yeah, at least now you can actually shatter Pete's shield. So, that's, the that's pretty part. handy. Yeah, if you walk near yeah. Herc, he does Aura Guard, which is a nice. If you need a respite of, like, nobody touch me, but it's not super relevant in this fight, so, yeah. The nice thing yeah. is that when Pete does his invulnerable shield, Hercules is like, I can have fun with that. And you knock him towards Herc and you break it, so. Perfect. Yay. And about the extent of the boss fight, so. Yeah. Pretty much. So, once again, we make our way back to the Colosseum. This world is very annoying, because it's just a lot of, wait, we were just here, now we're there, but now we're here again. So, surprise, surprise, the Hydra destroyed the whole thing, because it was all part of Hades' trap, oh no! (laughs) Hercules really, really does not know how to to roll the punches, because he just immediately loses his godliness. What have I I done? I let everybody down. (laughs) And... I mean, very similar to... I let all the invisible people down. (laughs) Exactly. Very similar to the movie, I shouldn't say necessarily. When he makes the deal with Hades, he literally loses his shine. And he has, like, a godly shine when he is a god for, like, five minutes. And then he's like, but daddy, I want to be with this girl. And I can't be with this girl if I'm a god. And he lets him be a demigod and goes back to his original shine. But... Uh, yeah, he looks very similar to when he sapped his strength, essentially. Uh, he caught a bit of that Mickey Mouse disease where he's just kind of monochrome to a degree. Mm-hmm. He literally only get, he gets, like, you know, almost, like, classy, classic, like, zombie, like, clammy-colored skin, essentially. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so... Hydra fight! Yay! Woo-hoo. And the gang's all here. This is, um, I think the fight is, at least in KH2, but it might be the series where there's the most characters assisting you, mm-hmm. I think. So, it's because Pe- uh, Peg, Pegasus has a role, Meg has a role, and Phil also has a role in, in mildly helping you through this fight, which is nice. Yeah, it always makes it feel much bigger, because yeah. This it's just like very involved. So to me, this is like a very notable bookmark in the game, where it's like this feels like okay, the game's really ramped up now. So like mm-hmm. now we're like in the thick of it in terms of like the real action has sort of begun. Because yeah, it's like a really big boss fight, uh, lots Literally of intricate big. choreography, and mm-hmm. yeah, 
It's a nice set piece. Yeah. Um, but it's pretty easy, to be honest. <laughs> um, yeah, there is a few points of annoyances in the, the later stage, but of that, it's it's mostly pretty good. Yeah, just take out the heads one by one, and then jump over. It's very obvious, very slow-moving tail. Yeah. Uh, hug the walls when it starts going ham with, like, smacking the ground with its heads and, like, kind of biting at you and stuff. Um, yeah, they, yeah, they kind yeah. of stick to a certain range. So as long as, as long as you take that as, hey, I should back the hell off, you're going to be fine. Yep. And then, of course, the number one strategy for success... Which is famous. Valor form? No. Some, some, some position you should take. Ah. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Get up on the Hydra's back! <laughs> yeah. So, I should say, uh, we, we, you vanquished the first head. The boss fight is not over. Literally, the the stump just the stump of a head flops onto the ground, and then three hydra heads just happen to appear. Mm. But yeah, Phil, if you climb onto the hydra, if you hear Phil scream, and you see Phil in the back, and if you ever wander close, he will scream. Get up on the hydra's back, and you get a prompt to jump in the air. The Phil one too, into the urninator where you take one of the big pots from the mini game and just. Uh, hammered into the Hydra's back and the, the heads get stunned so it's just a good way to turn the heads off beat them up use the vanquish to eliminate the head rinse repeat uh, if you're jonesing the, the pot you use to stun also drops some large HP orbs so if, if you need those yeah. they're, they're there um, you beat the three heads uh, I, I guess Meg also starts to pop up now too uh, there, because the Colosseum is really trashed, there are windows, I mean, there's small windows on the side, but they're, they're made a little bit bigger because the Hydra destroyed everything! And if you wander over to either side, uh, well, I should say, if you wander over to the side where Meg currently is, she'll literally be like, Sora! And she'll drop some magic, some HP, and some drive orbs. So, if you're, again, if you need help, and you're also near one of the edges where she is, it does not hurt to walk over to her and be like, ma'am, spare change, ma'am, just to get you kind of going. But yeah, uh, I wouldn't actively like go to Meg. I did it this time just to be like, this is how I, I exactly. this is how I get Meg to work, right? Cool. I know what the hell I'm talking about. That's that's all I really used her for. I wasn't really in super danger or needing resources, essentially. So, yep. Yeah. And then, of course, you got the Pegasus run. Which is basically take off, like, a bar and a half of the Hydra's health with, like, absolutely no risk to you. So, yep. that's pretty neat. <laughs> uh, this this, this uh, is very Mass Triangle Reaction Command. Cause oh, absolutely. Punish. Yeah. Well, so here's okay. the thing. Like, the, uh... <laughs> hey, there you go. That, that, was, that was spot on. So, you get the, you, when you get Pegasus run, Pegasus takes off. You get follow-ups that are literally just called attack. But the timing is... Very the the window to hit it can be pretty minimal, so just mash triangle and you don't get penalized for mashing triangle or hitting triangle outside 
of the combo. Yep. So just hit triangle and you'll literally just wallop the hell out of each head. It's a good way to take off. Again, a majority of the Hydra's health. And also at this yeah. point, there are like literally like 17 Hydra heads. So this is a big whammy mode when you should really be careful. Luckily, they mm-hmm. it's not like the, the previous interaction where the three heads had separate health bars. The entire Hydra just shares one health bar. So you can hit one head. You don't have to worry about the same head coming back down. Thank God. Um, it's pretty straightforward. Just beat up the beat up the Cerberus, beat up the Hydra until you get the final vanquish. Yep, and then that's that. This is that's that. Yep. So you get a thunder spell, which is very neat, and then Donald gets Woo! an armor slot, which you'll never use. <laughs> <laughs> At this point, I did uh, also KSU. Thank you for making every Moogle shop also a synthesis location. Praise be unto thee. But at this point, I, I did actually get another armor slot, but, or not, I had an extra mm. armor piece I could make via synthesis, so I was like, hey, Donald, take this bandana mm-hmm. I don't want, I don't want anymore. But, yeah. yeah. Um, I don't think I've ever needed to buy armor for Donald and Goofy past the initial <laughs> visit to Hollow Bastion, and... Uh, I think Beast's Castle is your first shot at having some money and being able to buy the ring accessories, like I know his ability ring, magic ring, and sardonyx ring, which are magic and strength, respectively. And I don't think they sell you armor unless you go back to Hollow Bastion. So, yeah, you will probably be swimming in accessories more as the game goes on, as opposed to armor. Armor is more for, I mean, literally for defense and some elemental resistances, which TBH don't really matter for a casual playthrough. I'm not sure if they matter for critical at all. You can tell me if I'm being wrong. Not really, no. Okay, cool. But the accessories are where we get our extra points into strength or magic, depending on the accessory. Bigger AP is always a must-have, so I feel like the accessories mattered a lot more in in the span of KH in general as opposed to the armor slots. Yeah. So speaking of equipables, we get a new Keyblade. Olympia. I I mean, Hero Stress. (laughs) We can't recycle Keyblades. You can't get a Keyblade you already had in the past. That wouldn't be fair now, would it? So, four strength, zero magic, and air combo boost, yep. which boosts your finisher relative to the amount of hits, uh, the number of hits in the combo. So, longer the combo, the more the finisher will do, which is one of the best abilities in the game, along mm-hmm. with just regular combo boost. So, this keyblade's really good, <clears throat> utility wise, anyways. Yep. Um, aesthetic-wise, I do not care for it at all, though. Because I think it's really boring. It's pretty straightforward, I think. The the blade <laughs> is like the Olympus Columns. The, the head of the Keyblade is kind of like, you know, it's the, it's the shape of the Olympus Colosseum. The roof, essentially. And the teeth are like, I think, a sun. Mm-hmm. Basically, it's, it's, again, it's straightforward. It's kind of a little uninspired, TBH. Yeah, it also, looks it's looks very it's, similar it's, to Olympia. Without, without being so Olympia. jokingly referred to. 
And also, it's just like Greece. Like, it's not explicitly Hercules. It's just like, oh, Greece. Columns. Like, there's nothing really about, like, the gods or Hercules or the underworld, at least in this Keyblade. So, like, yeah. I mean, all the Hercules Keyblades are pretty boring to me. Uh, except for KH3s, but oh, that one also doesn't hmm. look good, so. <laughs> well, um, but at least we'll it's cross different. that but, bridge when we come to it. Yeah. But I think out of all of the Olympus Keyblades, this is the most looking one. So, yeah. Completely yeah, feel free to, I don't care for to it. rag on it. <laughs> yeah, I like, I actually make a point not to use it in my playthroughs because I resent how dull it is. So. <laughs> Well, All right. <laughs> um, so yeah, that's that. Uh, Hercules is still down in the dumps, and Meg and Phil are like, "Oh boy, I guess we'll take this in shifts." <laughs> um, but then Dumb. Sora is like, "Well, you can still tell us if you see the organization or our friends, right?" Another, another, <laughs> another instance of if you find a plot device, give me a call with your existent phone. Find a way to contact me. Hi, I'm Sora Kingdom Hearts. Hello. <laughs> yeah, like... <clears throat> uh, Sora, I'm, I'm kind of going through like a major life crisis here, but no, sure, yeah. I'll, Hercules I'll is you. literally caught depression, Sora. Leave, <laughs> let the man breathe. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, that's pretty much that. They unlock a new gateway. Yay! Even though the next world, you can just instantly visit. You don't actually have to go to a gummy route, but whatever. It's fine. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, that is pretty much that for yeah, Olympus Coliseum. First visit, anyway. uh, I, I, the uh, Olympus is, I mean, it's Cage 2. Hello. Much more straightforward than Cage 1. And calm i guess if we're still thinking of calm but i i do like the vibe i like the aesthetic of olympus coliseum i mean the underworld basically yeah uh, at least they did something different exactly i uh, the differences are appreciated but at the end of the day it's not fantastic but they they had to they had to make up something they had to make it i'm gonna say viable that's not the correct term but they had to make it interesting in, in some fashion. So, we get to this. Yeah, but this is not the last we'll see of these goons. <laughs> because it's a coliseum, so I'm sure there'll be more shenanigans to be had later on. But for now, we're going to Disneyland! Woo! <laughs> I got my fast pass! <laughs> Sorry, so, fast pass plus. Mm, yeah, get it right. Uh, so next episode we will be visiting Disney Castle, mm -hmm. and I think we're gonna tag team Disney Castle and Time Server because they're both pretty short and they kind of go hand in hand. And by kind if of, we I mean didn't, I think that's the be whole a point. Crime against humanity. Yeah, 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 they're both very short worlds, meant to be <clears throat> definitely consumed in the same city. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. So. <clears throat> Keep an eye out for that, or kicking it old school. Mm -hmm. But in the meantime, you can kick it old school by liking and subscribing and rating and reviewing on your podcast platform of choice. 
you can also email us at khbh podcast at gmail.com mm-hmm. uh, email is in the episode description and you can share with a friend who also likes Kingdom Hearts to spread the word and connect more hearts with each other and blah 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 Kingdom Hearts, Hearts of Power, Friendship yeah, all that good stuff uh, yeah, that's that is that. So we've we round out, we've rounded up the first batch of worlds. So now we're going to say we're entering the mid game of the game, but no, we're not even close. <laughs> we're entering <laughs> we the second that. quarter. <laughs> nah, still no. We're entering the second sixth. <laughs> <laughs> I, I would say uh, we're 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 exiting around the time where we exit the first quarter of the game, kind of. Yeah. Yeah, we still got a lot of worlds before we get to the the big the big midway half point, but mm-hmm. it's fine. Alrighty, awesome. Until next time, to Ooh. the gummy ship and away. Waka 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 da 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 da. To the gummy ship we go, and that's the Bye. end of the show.